Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Amandaman Games Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. So today's topic is not really a nice topic for us gamers to discuss, and that is video game delays. More specifically, should we expect more game delays in the coming months or coming weeks or coming days, coming hours maybe? I don't know. You never know when this news really pops out. We just got word recently that the PS5 exclusive game made by Housemark, uh, the developer that has made awesome games like Resogun, I think Dead Nation as well, I believe, maybe Alienation, I could be wrong about that one. But they've made some really cool games in the past and this is kind of their first take into a 3D space, third person action game, looks more AAA at, at a pretty uh, premium price as well, 70 USD dollars, 70 USD, I already put the dollars at the end, but 70 USD. Uh, but more recently, we just got we just got word that that game was delayed from its March release date. I forgot what it was exactly. I think it was like mid-March. Uh, but now it's coming out in April, like end of April or so, which is not too bad. Uh, it's only a month, a month and a half delay. And we've seen that in the past with The Last of Us. We've seen that in the past with Ghost of Shima just a year ago. And both those games were really great and lived up to the hype. And of course, maybe they just need some, some time to polish. Maybe it's making way for Ratchet and Clamp to come in the way, which we will obviously discuss. But this is something that I've noticed just in this month that we are seeing some sort of a a push, not necessarily a pushback, but just sort of a, a layover. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm trying to think of the word, but like, it's kind of like, it's like, just go with it. It's kind of like a layover from the pandemic hit year that we had yes, uh, yesterday, yesterday, yesteryear that we had last year. Um, and how it has impacted a lot of game development and just developers in general. And now we're seeing kind of the effects of that this year with a lot of games that were supposed to come out this year being pushed. So we already got word that Hogwarts Legacy, uh, I believe that's the, the subtitle, that was going to come out this year, but now it has been delayed to 2022. At the same time, the Lord of the Rings Gollum game was also supposed to come out this year, and that has also been delayed until next year. Earlier this month or so, I think we also got word that Outriders was delayed. Uh, I think it was delayed for a few months. I can't remember the exact date, but it was supposed to come out pretty soon. But it has also been pushed. Outriders was a game coming by, uh, being made by People Can Fly, the team that made Bulletstorm. So it was kind of like their third person um, take on Destiny in a sense. It looked cool. It looked interesting. Uh, I think definitely worth a shot. But basically, they kind of pushed it back and around the time that the game was supposed to release, I think we're gonna get like a closed beta or something to try that game out. We so far have no news on Ratchet and Clank, kind of like I brought up. We It was supposed to come out in the launch window and launch window is usually what, like three to four months. So we're already in like the second month uh, of, of for, for the PlayStation 5 life cycle. So, you know, usually you would expect by now at least for them to kind of say, hey, this game is coming out in the next two months or so. Uh, but I won't be surprised that Ratchet and Clank got delayed a little bit or maybe it is going to be coming in that march uh march month area which is why we saw that returnal delay happening uh we also have no news on halo infinite which was supposed to come out in november last year for the xbox series of consoles and xbox consoles in general but 
at the moment we have no word we have no news as to when it might be coming out this year and i won't be surprised that if if, if it gets pushed again uh because it does seem that there's a lot riding on that game and microsoft and the just the team 343 industries they want to make sure they get this right because if like as we've seen in the past with cyberpunk you know a lot of these developers are a little, little hesitant to to you know jump on jump the gun when it comes to these games and and put out a product that doesn't really live up to the hype that they've already built up for us so at the same time like i'm kind of looking at other games as well just quickly as we as we kind of discuss this a little bit more um when it comes to god of war as well that was also a game that was announced for this year uh i'm not sure if i i made this prediction as well but i don't think that game's coming out this year but again like this you know the, we, we don't know we don't know how these how certain companies work how certain developers work maybe the game's already ready for like a year maybe it was already ready when the first god of war came out and we just polishing i obviously that's not the case i'm sure but still right we don't know exactly and it might still come up but i won't be surprised if that game also gets uh, gets pushed and i think there's just so much riding on a game like god of war a game like horizon uh forbidden west because these are supposed to be these triple a spectacle you know video games that people are so excited to kind of put in their new console and see all see it with all the bells and whistles but at this at, the, at this point of time the way that the world is working the way that everything is working in the gaming industry you know it shouldn't be too far fetched to in some way assume i guess that you know these games might get delayed uh, be it a couple of months be it a whole year if they if they feel that it's not living up to that expectation i honestly don't know if microsoft has any other triple exclusives coming out this year uh, and of course like forgive me if i'm you know mistaking or if i'm wrong or anything like that like please let me know uh, but other than Halo, I don't think there's any AAA kind of exclusives coming out from Microsoft. So, you know, Microsoft has a lot of stuff either way, you know, down in the pipeline in a sense. So we, we I don't think a lot of stuff got pushed. Um, at the same time, for when it comes to these new consoles, we already kind of got word from AMD that the chipsets that they developed for these consoles, they're, gonna, they're, they're also expecting a shortage for those chipsets until middle of this year. So not even, so maybe hopefully you know, past June or July or something like that, we'll start seeing these consoles more readily available. So, you know, we're just seeing such a huge delay. That's like almost like six to eight month delay in our gaming industry in a sense. Uh, we're also getting products that are, you know, not fully, that's not well-made, not, I shouldn't say well-made, just not at their full potential. You can kind of see that they're rushed because of what's been happening in the world. And, you know, the pandemic obviously hits developers differently right there are people who are able to kind of work through it as we've seen with you know ubisoft ea stuff like that are able to push through and get their get their products out but of course they have huge teams as well at the same time we see what happened with cyberpunk which i don't know if it was mainly because of the pandemic but you know it, it does seem that that did kind of hinder their hinder their work and obviously you know there's a lot of issues when it comes to that game in general but you know like it just i just kind of want to go back to should we expect more game delays just by me talking for the last seven and a half minutes or so uh, about these about the delays that we've already seen, you know, like it's I I feel like any game that we expect even in a month, you know, can be hit by these delays, but un, like un, unexpectedly, you know, like so much goes into these game developments or these games nowadays when it comes to making sure they're you know first of all living up to the hype, have have some sort of a component or have some sort of gameplay loop that kind of keeps you engaged everyone everyone just wants like the next big thing when it comes to the game but at the same time us as gamers 
when we experience like really really great games uh you know i'll, I'll use an example when it comes to vr i i recently was playing uh, or i finished half-life alex which was uh, a vr game that came out last year and it won lots of game with the year awards and like rightfully so i've played it and it was amazing and after playing half-life alex i was playing this game called lone echo which is again a great vr game made by the by i think it was ready at dawn but again it's another game you know and like kind of playing lone echo which was a game that came out two or three years ago and comparing it to half-life alex i was like wow like half-life alex just took such a huge leap that like playing a game like lone echo i'm like ah like it's good but it's not that good right in my brain but like when you look at the reviews and for when the game came out it was actually such a great game and I feel like we're kind of like blurring the lines when it comes to stuff like that because I've noticed that everyone wants, like when it, when it comes to Cyberpunk, so many people were so hyped for that game and were expecting like this next level video game that you can already see would just not live up to the hype. People were just like building stuff into that game that they thought would be there, even though the developers themselves, obviously they did promise certain things, but other things were not even promised or talked about, but people just assumed that, hey, it's a living world, so this will be there, that will be there. And then, you know, the expectations were not met and I, I like to look at it in terms of like what this means for games like god of war ragnarok or horizon forbidden west like what will these developers need to do or think after what has happened with cyberpunk and maybe that might be reason for the delay so maybe it's not because of the pandemic maybe it's not because the development wasn't running smooth, smoothly maybe it is because they realized after what happened with cyberpunk that okay you know what we made a lot of promises that we cut or we built this game up to a point or we talked about this game in a way that kind of proposes these ideas or it's kind of some people are kind of putting it in their mind that this is what the game will be like so we maybe we need to take more time maybe we need to take a whole year and i think that's literally the actually the reason behind halo infinite because halo infinite like i said was ready to come out in november but once it was shown and people said wait i thought this was a next gen game wait, I thought it would look like this or it will have this or that. I, that's like 343 industry really took that to heart and said, oh my God, people were really expecting, you know, some all the bells and whistles, some next level, next gen looking video game. And we just basically gave them Halo 5 upres in a sense, you know, with like an open world kind of component to it. And I think that's what they, t they, they took it back and they started working on it. And I think that's what happened. I think Slatterpunk became this moment in gaming history that, caused so many so many developers so many publishers to actually look within and look at their uh, set of games or set of ips to to realize that hey you know what maybe maybe we need to like take our time with this game maybe we shouldn't rush this maybe we shouldn't put this game out and have like 15 different patches to make it the game make make it into the game that we were actually proposing the game to be maybe we should take make take our time with this because as we have seen when it comes to the power of the gamers, especially on Reddit, as we've noticed more recently, you know, the gamers do speak their mind. And we've seen how it has negatively impacted CD Projekt Red uh, as a company when it comes to the stock prices and everything like that. And of course, all the various, various like lawsuits and everything that, that is going around around that company. You know, it. I think it's a good thing that companies are taking their time when it comes to these games. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I was also looking at it in terms of just me being a gamer. I already got Hitman 3 this, this month, which is great. I love Hitman 3. I'm, I'm playing that game a lot. I'm going to talk about it, uh, talk more about it in a bit. But, you know, in terms of just games coming out through the rest of the year, I'm, I'm looking at it in terms of like, wow, this, this year could be extremely barren when it comes to these games. 
this this year could actually be a year where we might get two or three big games and then it'll be the rest of the year will be just like small small games just popping out here and there um kind of almost like harkens back to 2019 even though that had a, a game that i really loved like sekiro like sekiro's as if you've seen my twitch streams or anything like that you know that i love that game uh to death honestly uh and but like still like you know sekiro was a great game from from software but around that game there weren't any big like they were, we had death stranding but we know what happened with that when it comes to how it lived up to some people's expectations and stuff like that you know like in 2019 was that way pretty pretty barren when it comes to big games like i said i know there are big games that year i know i know that for sure so you don't need to like uh, dm me or, or at me or anything like that i know there were lots of games but when you compare it to a game like 2020 like last year when you compare it to a game like 2018 when you when you got like spider-man god of wars you know like huge games like even red dead like huge games that really rocked the world you do kind of like realize that, you know what there actually weren't that many you know big games that year and i think that's what we're kind of moving towards this year again we don't i don't i'm, I'm just speculating at this at this point of time because if everything hits if everything hits the way it's supposed to this year could be one of the best years in gaming ever right we're gonna we're gonna get horizon we're gonna get a new god of war we're gonna get ratchet and clank we're gonna get a new gran turismo we're gonna get halo infinite and and if speculation is correct if the speculation is actually like if, if we are to believe in all the speculation or not speculation the the rumors if we are to believe the rumors uh i don't know why i said speculation but whatever if we were to believe the rumors it's very possible that we might get a new breath of the wild game this year right so there's so much build up to this year and the possibilities but i'm also looking at it in terms of like okay it's not even been end of january and we've already got so many video game delays like already some of them are still within this year, which have and haven't been confirmed. Some of them just got outright put till next year. So, you know, we honestly don't know what lies ahead this year because either this year could be a really, really amazing year for video games, uh, like unprecedented, never seen before almost, you know. At the same time, it could also be that 2020 to 2022 will be the best year in gaming in a very, very long time, right? Either or anything could happen at that point. So it, it kind of does excite me to see or hope for for uh, for all these games to come out this year. But at the same time, seeing what's happening just within this month, I do think we need to expect more delays. I do think we need to go in knowing that, okay, I'm excited for God of War, but it's maybe not coming out in 2021. I'm excited for Horizon, but it's very possible it got delayed. I'm very excited for Ratchet & Clank, but who knows? They haven't talked about it Still, even though it's supposed to come out in the launch window, right? I'm just saying, like, just look at look at what's happening. Look at the communication by the developers. And I think that's kind of what you need to take to make a judgment on this. Because at the end of the day, these developers will obviously want to put out a game that they know will sell. And after the backlash of Cyberpunk and games that, you know, like MVC but Nomad Sky as well, games that, you know, are not valuing the gamer's time and also their money, you've seen how badly those developers and publishers sink and like what, how it hits them, how hard it hits them. I mean, you've seen that with Marvel's Avengers as well, which was supposed to be this next destiny that's going to take over the world. And look what happened, right? It was, it was not that it was a bad game. It was because it was, all, first of all, not fully finished, like you could tell. And I think there's been reports about how the game was not fully finished and stuff like that. And at the same time, a lot of stuff that was promised wasn't really there. And I think that's the thing with, with these developers. I think after last year, what they're realizing is that, no, we like 
if it means that we delay and we lose some money now or you know we have set stakeholders stuff like that it will be worth it when it comes to the actual game coming out in the way we want it to come out obviously that's not the case for everyone sometimes you have stakeholders that don't care they're like nope sorry we need we need the we need the game out right now but in most cases or in some cases right you would want that to happen so i i in my honest opinion i think just you know strap your strap yourself in because we're going to be seeing a lot more delays um i don't think ratchet and clank will be delayed out of this year but i won't be surprised if that gets delayed significantly um horizon i can still see coming out this year but again i i i'm more i'm betting more on that coming out this year but god of war 100 percent is not coming out this year i can i don't know i'm just i i, I wanted to come out because god of war is my favorite game of all time but i just don't think that's coming out of this year Halo Infinite, in my honest opinion, is not coming out this year. I don't think, I think they're working on it. And I think they're almost restarting or rebooting development in some sense after what happened. And the amount of people that have left that company and joined and left that company, like that is never good for the game, the development of the game. So I'm almost certain that Halo Infinite probably was supposed to come out like maybe November, October of this year and probably get shifted to early 2022 or mid 2022. I, I, I can definitely see that. So just be ready but at the same time don't be upset you know mainly because we have so many games already like i said like we have hitman 3 stuff like that hopefully cyberpunk will continue to get better over time and you know we can actually finally get a full release of <laughs> cyberpunk or actually get the fi- final game that we should be playing but at the same time we have so many games that we can catch up on and, and play and plus there's so many smaller games that we might you know give a chance to who knows how that experience will be Nintendo has come, like not said anything in terms of their games of what's coming out this year. So I'm kind of excited to see what that means because Nintendo always has something up their sleeve, you know, like we saw with Animal Crossing last year. So I'm just kind of waiting for that, but hopefully, hopefully we get a new Breath of the Wild game. So now we'll move on to the games that I have been playing. So I kind of mentioned this earlier. I've been playing Hitman 3 and wow, like, I mean, I've, this first mission, I've already like completed it multiple times and I'm still there because there's just so much variety um, in Hitman 3 and I, I know that it was in Hitman 1 and 2 but I would always kind of just do the map like a couple of times because uh, for anyone that hasn't played it before like Hitman is basically a stealth action game where you're basically taking out or like take yeah you're basically assassinating certain targets that you need to take out and the cool thing about the, these Hitman games is that there's so many ways of of killing targets or getting these targets that basically it's like that entire map it's like uh, it's like a location it's like paris uh, morocco or mumbai or like you know and the idea is that you have the entire map to kind of explore and basically take your time do your approach stuff like that at the same time it gives you these mission stories so it's like it's like basically a route to kill your target or to get your target that is being done in terms so that it can reveal certain story elements that you need to know essentially for like the overall story i guess and also i guess in a way to kind of say that this is how this is kind of canon i don't i don't think that's what they mean of course but that's kind of how i do it in my brain that if you follow this mission story the way we're kind of laying this out for you it is essentially canon in a sense and like obviously that's like to kind of guide you right but once you're done with those mission stories because there's multiples you can redo the map and do multiple mission stories to kind of get all the like the little lore that you need on top of that, there's all these other assassination methods that are like as elaborate, as cool as those mission stories. And like, I think this was the first time with Hitman 3 because I loved Hitman 1 and 2. That's kind of what I what started, what got me started into uh, streaming actually, playing Hitman 1 and 2. 
So him at three, like I went in and I went in with the mindset that I'm going to fully get into this. I'm going to fully invest myself on each map. And I thought initially, I'm like, you know what? I'll probably get bored and I'll probably say, you know what? No, I'm, 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 let's just move on to the next map. I'm, I'm, I've done these mission stories. I mess around. I'm going to go to the next one. But in all honesty, I'm just loving the game so much. I'm loving the, the first map itself that I'm like slowly just taking my time. I'll spend like two or three or four hours on, on like on one map. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to do that for each level. And like, it's just me, I guess, like also kind of taking my time with the game because I know that, you know, like once you're done with those maps and you're done with it, like if you want to like actually let's go through the mission stories, you'll be done within like five, six hours, I'm pretty sure. So like, you know, like I, I'm, it's also me being like, you know, I want to take my time with this game because I really, really love this game. So anyone that's wondering about Hitman 3, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you, if you aren't into Hitman already, I can see it being a little hard to get in. But, you know, if you're even remotely interested in this game, this is like the perfect time to get into it because you can play Hitman 1, 2, and 3. You obviously have to buy Hitman 1 and 2, but I think it's relatively cheap. But you can buy Hitman 3 and then buy Hitman 1 and 2 for relatively cheap. And it's all going to be on like the same uh, same layout, same UI and everything like that. So you get access to all the missions when you turn on Hitman 3. So it's like you can get the full story. So I, th I definitely think it's it's worth it. The other game I've been playing, like I mentioned, is Lone Echo, which was kind of like the one, like the first like big story-based VR game I remember that came out like in 2017 that kind of like took the world by storm. I remember like it was like, I was like reading about it everywhere that this is like amazing, what an amazing VR experience, stuff like that. So like after playing Half-Life Alex, I was just in the mood. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm down to kind of keep this VR train going. And I was, I, so I've been playing Lone Echo. And like I said, like it's a really great game. Like play, if I played the game in 2017, I'll be like, wow, this is, this is amazing. But I made the mistake of playing Half-Life Alex and then playing Lone Echo. And I'm like, okay, wow, this is like really cool. But I can see that like, it was like the building block towards Half-Life Alex and what that's able to do. But again, like if you have a VR headset, like Lone Echo, uh, Half-Life Alex, I think the Walking Dead game as well. Like there's so many games now. I think, I think anyone that says that VR games are just like niche or have these like couple of games here and there, like, come on, like, it's it, it, like, no, you, there's so many amazing games at this point that if you do invest in like an Oculus Quest or something like that, like you, it's well worth it. Oculus Quest, like, I mean, I feel like that's like one of the best investments. Or actually, I got, I got it as a birthday present, but I'm so glad I got that as a birthday present because I can't, I can't imagine not having like my VR stuff anymore. It's just so good. The other game I've been streaming, I was streaming recently, I just completed on Monday, was Mafia Definitive Edition. I, I'm surprised how much I enjoy this game. Obviously, there's like some gameplay issues here and there. Uh, like it could be better in certain, certain instances and stuff like that. But like, yeah, like the story was so good. I just really, really enjoyed it. I, I, it like really makes me want to get into Mafia 2 and Mafia 3 again because I, I never finished Mafia 2. Um, I did finish Mafia 3, but after playing Mafia 1 and, and having such a great time with it, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I might jump back into this. I might, I might uh, stream Mafia 2 as well. So, I mean, Mafia, like if you haven't played it, I mean, it's kind of, I, I, I'm not going to say it's GTA-like because it is GTA-like, but it's very linear. So you have an open world, but it's not meant for you to just kind of go and do your thing. You can sort of, but it's it's still like very mission to mission, each thing that you're doing. Because as you can imagine, Mafia 1 came out like like early 2000s, I believe. So you can imagine that at that time, like the GTA concept was still new. Uh, so like it did do this open world thing, but it did it to like an extent, right? So I think that's what they kind of tried to do their best to like kind of keep with uh, Mafia 1. I don't know if that's the case with Mafia 2, and I can't remember if that's the case with Mafia 3. So I definitely want to check that out. But it's definitely worth it, especially if you get on a discount. It's been on sale for like so so many times now. So I think it's definitely, definitely worth your time.
Uh, the other game I just recently started streaming is The Medium, which is this horror game by Bloomer Team, the people that made Observer, Layers of Fear, the Blair Witch game. And like, yeah, like it's it's interesting. It's it's like I'm like there's parts of it which makes me go like, but it's supposed to, it's set up as like uh, like this horror game and there are jump scares and stuff like that. But like the gameplay elements and the way the game works with like, it has fixed camera angles. So go back to like the kind of the Resident Evil kind of a feel like the Resident Evil 1 and 2 from way back when. Uh, it had that sort of like like the, the fixed camera angles, which is fine. But like certain insta- in certain instances, I don't know, I, I just don't like it or it just doesn't work that well in my opinion. And I can kind of see why the reviews for this game are all over the place. Like some of them are, some people are giving it eights and nines. Some people are giving it like fives and fours. And I can totally see why, because there's parts of this game that you really want to love, but it's like there's either like technical elements or just gameplay elements that just don't hit hit it right. But you can see that, oh, if they just tuned it this way or if they just did this like a little bit this way, like you can see that it was close to kind of getting there. And I think Bloomer team is showing the pedigree where they are improving with each game with Layers of Fear, Layers of Fear 2, Observer, you know, Blair Witch. Like you can see that it kind of improving over time. And, but like, it's like it, it, with this game, even with the technology and everything like that, it's a great game. And even with my powerful PC, like it's, it's better to get, run the game at 30 FPS, to be honest. Like there's a lot of like, there's a lot of hitches on, on the PC. I don't know if that's the same case on Xbox, but on the PC, at least there's like a lot of weird hitches as you're playing, uh, but it's still, uh, it's still like, you can still like manage through it. But it's, I don't know, it's just a game that I was really excited about, um, especially it was supposed, because it was supposed to come out in December, but it got pushed because of Cyberpunk. Um, but I don't know, like, this was like the first big Xbox exclusive, or at least it's a time exclusive that was coming out. And I was excited to kind of check this out, but I don't know, like, I, it's, it's just not, you know, even a game like Mafia, which like I thought wouldn't grab me, like grab me, right? Because of story and, and stuff like that, it really grabbed me. I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. Whereas like with, with the medium, it's like the story is interesting, but it's still like convoluted to a point where I'm like, okay, I guess I, like, you know, let's see where this goes. It's not like something that I really need to know what happens next. And then when you add the gameplay aspect to it, where there's no action, you know, like you, you, you the best you can do is run away. Um, it's, I don't know. I I just I think I just maybe expected something else because I kind of had this survival horror vibe from it. I guess kind of almost like Resident Evil, but then it turns out that it's not that. It's more about you know like just kind of like their other games basically where it's not action based. It's all about just kind of running away, which again is fine. But it's just yeah, I, you can kind of tell like I'm also just kind of sounding like basically like the Metacritic score or the Overcritic score where I'm just kind of in the middle where it's like okay if you have Game Pass yeah like give it a shot. But like, if you don't have Game Pass and you want to buy this game, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would. I would recommend it right now for for what it, for what the price is. So like, that's like kind of my you know two cents on that. I guess the other two games I really tried. I really tried this on stream, and you can see my frustration as I was trying to play this game. Is Greedfall and Kingdom Come Deliverance. So Greedfall, like, I don't know. I, I like when I looked at it and the way it was described was this game was gonna be like. Dragon Age Inquisition or Dragon Age, right? And I love Dragon Age Inquisition. I played that game to death and I love that game. So when I started playing this, it, like, it was, it was not that, like, at all. Like, it was, I don't know, like, maybe I was too early into the game or whatever, but it just didn't, like, the gameplay, like, didn't just, it just didn't feel, like, as good or as fun as I thought it would be. And 
even like the RPG aspect of it, like just didn't like hit hit it right or just didn't feel right. You know, like it doesn't. It's just so hard to describe, but it 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 felt like very much. And again, like Spider, the Spider, like I think that's what they call Spiders, the development team. Uh, you know, there's like an indie, indie development team, so it's not like you know they they have like the the money of electric electronic arts coming uh, on the background. But like for their game, for them, like it it is like a really big achievement for what they did. But at the same time, I'm just like, like, you know, like, I just, I don't know, maybe I expected something else. And maybe it was just because, you know, I was playing, like, games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or, you know, I was playing, like, Half-Life Alex. Like, maybe I was, or Hitman 3. Maybe I was just putting my, my expectations way too high for, for those games. And the same thing happened with Kingdom Come Deliverance where it was, again, like, it was just, it was just so slow. And, like, I understand that some games are slow in the beginning and they ramp up. But I don't know. I don't agree with, like, this thing where, you know, like, oh, just, like, I remember I talked about it before, like, oh, just spend uh, three more hours with it. Just spend a f- five more hours. Don't worry, just once you're like 10 hours into the game, then it gets really fun. It's like, no, like, that's, I don't, like, that's like, it's like telling me, like, waste 10 hours of your time so that it gets, so that you can start having fun. I'm like, okay, that's basically telling me that invest this much time so that you have no choice but to say, okay, fine, you know what, let's just keep going with this game. Let's just see where this goes. So, like, for me, like, that's, like, very important with these games. Hitman 3 goes straight to the point right in the beginning. And uh, you can, like, check the gameplay out online if you want, if you don't believe me. Even if, if you think I'm, like, you know, a big Hitman Hitman fan, which I am. But, like, you can check that out online. Mafia 1 as well. You can check it out. Like, it, Mafia 1, I will say, was a little slow because there were a lot of cutscenes. But once the gameplay starts, it's right into the gameplay you expect, you know? Even something like Half-Life Alex, I remember, was like so cool. Like right at the beginning, the stuff that you could do, it kind of like really, really gets you into like, okay, this is what's happening. This is a story. Quick, okay, go. You know, and like when it comes to Greedfall and Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's not like that. There's a lot of, hey, we're just going to talk for the next hour. You just sit and listen. Hey, you you want to like get into the action, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to slowly build up to that. And like that's kind of my feeling. I know there's a lot of people that love these games. And like rightfully so, because like, I mean, they're, they're good games. They're not bad games at all. But I think what I realize is that like sometimes if I'm not enjoying a game or if I'm not feeling a game, like there's no point in forcing it. You know, there's no point in forcing yourself to like kind of play a game. And that's kind of what happened with these two. I don't know if I'll, I'll try to come back to them at some point. But at this moment, like, yeah, I'm not I'm not into Greedfall or Kingdom Come Deliverance. So that will be that will be it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. I will be back again next week. And of course, please join me on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash you can also email me any questions you have, anything like that at amandamangames at gmail.com. Uh, that's amandamangames at gmail.com. I'm going to put everything, all the links and stuff in the description. And yeah, if you want me to discuss any topics, I have some cool topics coming up next week. I know this topic, I, I went on a multiple tangents, but if you've been listening to the show, you kind of know that's going <laughs> to, this is how I do it. I apologize. So thank you so much and I will see you next time. Bye.